Yeah, direct misfire, aiming up hits Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix Follow along, stay up to date Comment, like, subscribe today Hello champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. Joining me today, as always, is Spoon and special friend Hugh from the Non-Kings of War podcast, The Red Jokers, as we answer the questions asked by you, the community. So pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Good evening, fellas. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, yourself? Good, thanks. Good, good. Are you excited to answer some questions? I yeah, love yeah. answering questions. <laughs> I'll answer questions right. that I didn't even get asked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's just get straight into it. Let's get to the point. The first thing that we've got from CounterCharge15 on Twitter. So are we excited about the upcoming Kings of War anthology, which is a series of books? I don't know what they're about. I think they're short stories. I'm just making stuff up now. Yeah, i got no idea, to be honest. Well, um, now I'm excited. You guys are really <laughs> selling it to me, so I can't wait. <laughs> I need more details. Okay. Because uh, they're just books. I mean, the the idea of them releasing some storybooks, just dedicated story and lore, I'm excited about. Oh, hell yeah. It'll be awesome, especially if they have a good writer. I mean, if they have a bad writer, they'll be totally... <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, are there any type of stories that we want to hear about? I, of course, want to hear about the Ratkin. I want them to have a completely different kind of vibe to, you know, the Skaven, Skaven and have their own yeah. identity and that kind of thing. But I wouldn't mm. be holding my breath on account of the fact that they don't have models for those. So I think there's more likely to target some of the ranges they have already to get people excited. Mm. Stuff about Abyssal Dwarfs, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff that's not about Basileia would be good. Or Kingdoms of Men, because, I mean, I don't want to be reading about Hero. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Sounds like a and his mundane life of mediocrity. They might reveal his real name. <laughs> Hang on, no. By definition, it is not a life of mediocrity. Come on. But no one likes He doesn't inspire anyone. That's the thing. <laughs> He's an uninspiring hero. <laughs> so you can fill the gaps with that one. Great tangent we've gone off onto yeah. here. <laughs> right. I want to hear about Centaur Barack Obama. Yes. And uh, his flying gargoyle friend. Bassy baby, yep. Bassy and Barack. High fiving across the, the uh, Alpy Mountains. That'd be a good <laughs> little novella. All right, so conclusion. Yep, as long as the story is not written by a bad author. Okay, so the next one we have <laughs> summed up. from Twitter again. <laughs> at Mantic Moments, what type of games do we prefer for community building when majority of potential players have few or no models and little wargaming experience? Is Kings of War too much of a jump all in one go? Mm, good question. Malifaux. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to say that. That's in my contract, I think. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think you need some sort of experience with Malifaux because otherwise you... I mean, that's a, that's a rule-heavy yeah. game. Start with Enforcer Brawl. Easy. So if you're die curious and you want to play some hardcore war games, yeah, Kings of War... Kings of War's not a bad place to start in terms of the simplicity of the rules, I'd argue. Yeah, you'd have to go low points. Yeah, 500,000 points. But low points sucks in Kings of War generally. It's more the issue of the models. I mean, you can just use bases and stuff, but then that's not visually yeah. pleasing to I anyone. Mean, low low point games tend to suck in Kings of War. It's the only problem. Like they don't yeah. give a lot of. They don't. It's they're not like bland. the real game. You can't really play the objectives properly. You don't get the no. same tactics. So it's not balanced. Maybe the new Mantic game would be good for it. Vanguard. Yeah, Vanguard. Level. I was just about to mention that one. Mm. But uh, other games scale up better than Kings of War. I would argue. Play a skirmish game to start out. Yeah, skirmish is always the best way to go. So I think Vanguard's probably Kings of War's best option there. 
it's not um, too rules heavy and fairly easy. And then if they like it, then they can start on the heavier stuff. Scale up. Yeah. And it depends what people like. Do they like historicals? Do That's they like right, sci-fi? Yeah. All that kind of thing. We presume that they like Kings of War kind of stuff. Mm. Um, there's that that one that Pip uh, loves. What's that one called? With all the saga. medieval warbands. Saga. That could be like a good in-between Vanguard and Kings of War kind of thing because they have like a, you know, you have like 20, 30 figure kind of warbands okay. and stuff. Sure. Mm. Uh, are there any armies that would be preferenced to be beginner armies to, to, to learn with? I reckon ogres are pretty standard. Most of the movement's the same. They they all hit. Low model they can count. can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, low model count. Yep, yep. Ogres would work for sure. They're uh, pretty much point and click dwarfs if you go on gun line. <laughs> let's not get on the dwarves. Let's, let's take the, the three tanks and some guns. Yeah. <laughs> I think elves are good. Do what they say on the tin. Bit more reliable. All the Kings of War army require... I, I would argue that pretty much all the armies require a similar amount of finesse so to play really well. So perhaps you should just... Start off with um, what you like. What, obviously, what you, what you like, but maybe low, leaning toward lower model count, elite kind of forces. Yeah, yep. Well, how about proxies? Are we okay on proxies or not? Kings of War, you can get away with proxies quite easily. It's part of the part of the fun, I guess. Mm. And also attached to this, invisible armies. So just using footprints to play the game to begin with. Yes or no? Uh, I think it's alright if you're just getting into it, trying to learn the rules, and then buy your models. I'd like to say no. I think that's just, it doesn't do anything for the game. Sure, you can learn the rules, but why can't you just put a couple of figures on there? You need to represent something instead of just pushing rectangles about. Yeah, it's still a financial commitment, though. That's the problem. If you don't like the game, then you go and spend three, four hundred dollars on an army. I can't help but think that surely there'd be at least one sort of mentor kind of yeah, person they've that got has something <laughs> a couple of armies accessible yeah like if if your group of if you've got a group of 10 12 year olds then i guess you know maybe not but hopefully you've got someone's dad or something could <laughs> supply a couple of armies and you could just start from there and and, and build that way mm. rather than cardboard cutouts yeah if there's two people starting out just get like the little starter sets or something that's that's fairly cheap at least you've got some models mm. Yeah, play with the unpainted models to begin with because, you know, it takes a long time to build up those skills and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, gradually build up your army, yeah. Is too, is Kings of War too much of a jump all in one go? No, I think the, the rules are simple. Mm. Simple to pick up. Yep. I think the rules are simple. It's more the, it's more the models, yeah. Getting yeah. up for an army, that's probably the bigger jump. So start with a skirmish game and then move to Kings of War, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, are there other more complex or simplex games to learn on? Is Cow- uh, Kings of War suitable to learn off the bat? Yep, that's all part of the questions that we just answered. <laughs> yep, more or less same stuff. When Vanguard comes out, that's probably the first step if you want to get into Kings of War. If you like that idea, if you like the world that it's building, jump up. If you've got the time to do an army, then do it. Let us move on to Patch Adams from Facebook. And he's painting up an Empire of Dust Force based on the Vanguard formation. So, all Vanguard and Quick Chariots. Will he ever win... A- <laughs> Will he ever win <laughs> against a sober opponent? <laughs> oh, good question. Um, now, are we talking sober in no drinks at all or hung over? I assume he means, like, you know, that has the capacity to think, like, you know, a, a right-thinking adult, not completely yeah, I pissed. Would, I would think so, yes. Of course he'll yeah. win. Does he know Spoon? Just this big Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs up. The, or me. The headset. <laughs> Can, does he think he could do better than 52nd at uh, CanCon? Because if so, mm, he's in with a pretty good yeah. chance. I think he's fine. I think, I'm pretty sure you'll catch a lot of people off guard with um, 
getting in the in your face straight up, you will win some. I think you struggle most with the footprints and with terrain, wouldn't you? Especially with heaps of chariots because they're just so big. Yeah, that de- mm. so it depends on what you play on as well. Just set the board up so there's no terrain or it's off to the side. Yeah, <laughs> lay in a sandpit, that'll work. Yeah. Femi. Uh, Selic asks from the ether, is Kings of War like pool in that there's an optimum peak of beers before gameplay is negatively impacted, like a bell curve of skill? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yes, but excellent. unfortunately, I think the peak is zero beers, as much as I <laughs> prefer that it was more. I think I play better after a couple where I'm no longer anxious and nervous and just stressing out about nothing, mm. and I'm starting to mellow out a bit, and then I can think straight, kind of, sort of. I think that anxiety block doesn't do me much um, justice. So. You're probably right. Unfortunately for me, I think the peak of the, the beer skill would be zero rather than a few. I get I get the reducing anxiety, but when I've had mm. no beers, I might be like, hmm, thinking tactically, what does this unit do? What does that unit do? And I ask questions like that. And then when I've had a few beers, I'm like, who cares what it does? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yeah. I do paint a lot better when I've had when I'm when I'm drunk. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I think I'd be much worse. I mean, there is a point. I don't want to go too far, but um, when I'm in my happy place and can't walk straight, that's when I paint my best, which mm. is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Next, we have David Muddy Muddyman from the Power Stance Gamers podcast uh, on Facebook. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on Battlefield cards? What is your favorite game systems and why? And what game system doesn't get played enough and why? So we'll start off with the first one, the Battlefield cards. Mm-hmm. We haven't used them yet. I've only, I think we need two decks, like one for each player. We've only got yep. one. I had a quick look through yours, Ben, and I think it looks mm. pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm keen to give it a go. I like the idea of um, reduced visibility and just like extra little buffs for units that wouldn't normally get them Yep. Just because. Not sure on the, the change in winning the game, the objective. Hmm. I'll need to play that out to understand it. But all those extra things are pretty cool, yep. I think. Yeah, I think they're great fun. The problem with those card systems is always the same in that they add an extra dynamic to the game, which I really like, but mm. they're so hard to balance and you need them to be balanced perfectly because you feel so robbed if you just draw the wrong cards and your opponent draws the right ones. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> they just win that way and you're like, oh, cool, let's just play the card drawing game. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I think the cards, they're not that bad though. There's nothing too swingy. It's very Kings of War. So yeah. I think the, the biggest, most painful thing would be against gun lines where one of them is, uh, I think it's fog, a weather effect where visibility is 18 inches. So you can't see beyond that for shooting yep. uh, or charging. Yeah. But yeah, keen to give them a go. Yeah. So the next part of the series of questions, what is your favorite game systems and why? I think yours, you would be Malifaux? Uh Yeah, Malifaux is my favorite game system because it doesn't require a huge amount of painting and time to make completely different armies and crews which is really cool you can paint three figures and your your crew is totally different which is really fun or even one in some instances uh you use cards instead of dice and can manipulate the the luck of the game to a certain extent which brings a huge amount of tactics into it (laughs) luck's still a factor so you still get your fun moments and things but also you Mm. can steer it which can make it both more competitive more tactical more strategic it's got a great flavor and uh yeah, best of all, it's relatively well balanced. Hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot to love. What about you, Spoon? Cool. I go through phases with different games at the moment. Probably A Wrath of Kings. Oh, yeah, you're pretty keen on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I won't say Twisted just yet, even though I want to. We need to play more of that. Yeah. The other one would probably be uh, Man of War. 
I'd love to play more. <laughs> oh, Man of War is awesome. Oh, there's so oh, many oh, good oh, games. Oh, and I can't forget Blood Bowl. Oh, Blood Bowl, of yeah. course. Yeah, I mean, another good I'll, game. I'm spruiking Malifaux as my absolute favourite, but like Spoon, play everything. I just play Malifaux like 10% more than everything else. I <laughs> 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 love Blood Bowl, man. We've been yeah. saying for ages we need to get Spoon Bowl happening. When's it happening? After the wedding. Okay, awesome. Couple months. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two more players for that as well. Oh, do you? Mm. Oh, sexy. Well, to paint up a team now. <laughs> Kings of War, I think, is my go-to. I just wish I had more things multi-based, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that takes effort. I feel you there. But I also really like Epic, which I don't get to play enough oh, of. Oh, yeah. Always oh, forget about Epic. Good choice. Mm. I wish that we had one in our regular rotation that involved uh, a smaller scale, like Epic. Mm. I really like that aesthetic sometimes and mixing it up i like the ships as well uh battlefleet gothic is another ripper game that i never play anymore but really like i've got it on my phone i play it on that a lot. <laughs> i have cool. to put my war master together that's after my gritzy mm. so i also like dungeons and dragons i think that's another one mm. that i love that system hard to underrate it's as good as the people you're playing with isn't it that's right but just i can spend so much time just thinking of worlds and ideas and storylines and what happens when people may do this or do that. Spend so much time writing um, yeah. and not very much time playing it, unfortunately. <laughs> what game system doesn't get played enough and why? Epic! <laughs> because we just, we've got too many games. Yeah. We've only yeah. got so much time. Man of War, because it's like nobody's played it since the 90s other than us. <laughs> <laughs> because be the models You'd be surprised. Like... People are still play, uh, putting battle, battle reports up on YouTube. Really? Man of War. Yeah, awesome. not many. Awesome. Well, most of the models look like they came out of a kinder surprise. They pretty yeah. much did. <laughs> <laughs> but who cares? It's got such a charm to it. Selick wants to note that see, he loves more time. So he's very excited about uh, the rumor of, of it getting a reboot. And he hopes that it's not butchered. I didn't yeah, hear it's called that Vanguard, rumor. isn't it? <laughs> I changed the name of the city. <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's not because more time is very I mean it's fluffy and whatnot, but there's not much to it. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I don't know. It sort of has more of a theme to it than most of the rest of Warhammer. Really, Mordheim yeah. is 40k in a Warhammer world. Mm. It's that same sort of grim, dark, Sigmarite stuff. The whole works, mm. but Mordheim they've just rebooted Blood Bowl. They've just rebooted Necromunda. You mm-hmm. think they're not going to reboot Mordheim? Of course they are. And Gothic over the next few years. Gothic's but Mordheim is attached to a world that's blown up. So yeah, who cares? So I'll just call it, you know, space plane stupid age of Mordheim or something. <laughs> if if they bring out Sigmarines for Blood Bowl, I quit. Sigmarines. <laughs> <laughs> you really hate those things, don't you? Oh, they're friggin' terrible. All right, next question. Nathan Ash from Facebook. Across the many gaming systems we've played, what is the all-time favourite magic system? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a toughie. D&D does it well in, like, you just get to do things. You can make it more difficult for players by requiring certain components and making sure you've got to have... Your, hand, your character's hands free to make symbols or whatever. It's just got a spell for well. everything. D&D's yeah. like, uh, I want to spell which casts sparkly fairy lights, which confuse my enemies and then turn into a cake. And, yeah, yeah. Use your imagination <laughs> to do that. So you have to think of these different things and different uses for, for the magic. But I also think, we haven't played it much, but I like Twisted's magic system. How there's yeah. there's kind of like charges for different elemental spells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can spend actions to recharge them. I like some of the old Warhammer magic systems. I used to love the the eight winds of magic and the minutiae there. 
mm-hmm. think um, fifth edition did it really well. I enjoyed the power cards. I mean, yeah, it was, was super unbalanced and like total garbage as far as like, let's make a game that can be competitive and, you know, not just ruin my opponent's day. But as far as like creating fun sort of battlefield themed magic effects that like had different templates that floated around and all these different themey things that like if your wizard went to different colleges, they got like minor bonuses and stuff. I love that shit. Mm. That was cool. Mm. Amber Wizard could like turn you to stone, and like the Death Wizard could like shoot out these portals and stuff. The Orc Wizard, you had like a foot template because the God came and stepped on your dudes. Stepped on them. Yep, that's rad. Spoon, do you have a favourite? Yeah, but it's that's well, sixth sixth edition Warhammer Fantasy, not fifth. I think eighth went retarded <laughs> with magic. Sorry, eighth edition lovers, but it was retarded. Sixth edition had a nice um, subtlety. Uh, with its magic phase, uh-huh. the dice was a was a very nice move from the power. Even though I'm saying the power cards was fun. I remember the good things about that. Mm. The dice made the game a lot more streamlined, and mm. it sort of had that interesting like bait and switch. Like how many dice are you going to roll, and do I save my dice to try to stop this spell, or do I or do I do the next one and stuff? That was pretty cool. Mm. Mm. They may be our favourite systems. What do we think is the best system? Mm. Tough one. That's, I think I it's a bit harder that one. I can tell you, it's not Man of War. That's certainly not the best one. Isn't that it? Just you just roll a dice and it <laughs> no, works. Certainly not. That's so <laughs> stupidly unbalanced. Would you like a spell that on a six does three fifths of all, or would you like a spell that on a three plus teleports their best ship right next to yours and dies? <laughs> <laughs> Tough choice. Uh, funny. Um, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. What's the most the best one? Oh, no. I don't know it's if not- there is a best. There's just different tastes. Yeah, because you want you want it to be impactful and you want it to be interesting mm. and you want it to be like you know flavorful and feel like magic like wow, wow, bam, magic's happening on the battlefield yeah, or whatever. Impactful, but it's not unbalanced. But not so OP that all you have to do, no matter how you maneuver your army, is like roll a bunch of sixes and then just knock off their best unit. Like that's Ben as well. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's tough balance. Magic, very tough balance. And what do you think the, is the worst? I already said it. Eighth. Eighth. That was dumb. Six dicing, it's nah. just rolling as much dice as you can. Who cares if your guy dies because I get to wipe out half your army? Uh, at risk of sounding like a total jack, I think it's Kings of War because you get a few... There's Usually you have a selection of about four or five spells for your wizard as opposed to like, you know, the 50 that you'd have in Warhammer if you had access to the eight colleges and whatever. Mm. And you get to choose them. You don't roll them. There's very little randomness. And they tend to do a very minor thing. Plus one to something, minus one to something. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's not magic to me. That is like a magic item, (laughs) which is cool. It's like, I'll give it... It works really well for the magic items. I'll give a magic item to this to buff this a little bit or to give this little minor rule that helps me out a little bit. Like, that's a cool little magic trinket. It's not a wizard, like, putting their arms to the sky and calling down lightning bolts or, like, emboldening the men or whatever. It's just, like, a little tiny... You You want it to do more. But what about the actual system itself? It's better balanced, for sure, but it's just not magic. It's a minor shooting attack or something to me. Lacks a bit of character, I think. Hmm. It's all very the same. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's the worst. It's probably too balanced to be the worst. In fairness, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's more horrible. It's, 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 Mad- sorry, Mad War is the worst. <laughs> it's, it's that bad. I think Kinder Surprise from the early '90s just didn't know how to write rules. Yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed when I took my wizard and then I rolled a dice to see if I cast a spell and then my wizard died. Like, what? 
So you're saying if... But it's nice if, that your wizard you, can you die. At least it spell, can. If you deflect my spell, then I, my guy dies? <laughs> well, I like that magic has that risk-reward and counterplay. In Kings of War, there's no dispelling and there's no risk-reward. You just do it but and I, either it I works just, or it doesn't. I just feel like my dude... I'm just wasting points. Like I'm either doing something or I'm just Fair playing enough. my army way down. It's a very Kings of War mindset you've got there then. So you, should, you should go start a podcast or something. <laughs> I will. Oh, wait, hang on. So next we have Steve Evans on Facebook. What would you put in your pocket to help you tamper with your dice? <laughs> For those who aren't aware, this is a cricketing-related joke uh, after the ball tampering issue in Australia where someone used, was it sandpaper to rough up one side of the ball? Yes, sandpaper. Um, that's a good question, Steve. Uh, very well thought out. I like your last name as well. You sound like an intelligent guy. I, I think I would use an angle grinder, personally. In your pocket. <laughs> I am a risk to help you tap. I'm a risk taker. Because I don't think that's, that uh, noise coming from your pocket would be suspicious at all. That's <laughs> 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 right. I moisturize, Ben. Bottle top or something. I think tape. Ta- tape. Yeah. Make one side sticky. Make the, uh, the, the one sticky so it lands on the table and doesn't move. Oh, yeah. But it's a bit of cheeky. That's as good, that's as, good as I'm going to get. <laughs> whether, or, whether or not I can see what I'm doing when the dice is in my pocket, I, so it's, not, it's not going to work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just wouldn't tamper it because I'm not a jerk, you stupid cricket person who did that. Mm, mm. Fair enough. Next. Uh, Steve Evans again. What's our thoughts on the unit updates in Clash of Kings 18 after some time to digest? Specific mention was the Steel Behemoth. Well, I think mm. that was dumb. I thought that formation's dumb. That should never have happened. I'm not a big fan of the formation, but I like the change to the Steel Behemoth in general. Behemoth? Are we saying Behemoth? behemoth? Yeah. I prefer Behemoth. Um, yeah. Mate, because otherwise it's just this big, like, mammoth dingus that just walks four inches a turn and does bugger all, really. Now it's it? a big mammoth dingus that does more damage. Yeah, and therefore it has a reason to be on the table to begin with, so that's nice. It's, it still had a place. It was just hard to shift, and if it got into a position, then it could do... Um, it's just a big rock that you can't move. True. And maybe <laughs> breathe on something to uh, destroy it. Now it's a walking bloody organ gun that you can't get rid of. Mm, when you put it like that. <laughs> uh, I don't think we've played enough to uh, encounter many combos. No, not yet. Uh, I'm, yeah, probably not. But I'm just, I was disappointed they didn't give me a three assassins formation. Yeah, <laughs> you get onto that for the next I suppose one, they, please, they must fellas. have thought it would be too powerful, so I can understand that. <laughs> mm. But seriously, three assassins, make that a formation, please. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Kings of War. (laughs) Please make my Warhammer. I can't even say it. Please make my Mordheim band a army. (laughs) (laughs) What are our thoughts on the recent results in tournaments (laughs) with dwarves winning a lot of them? Um. Nerf steel behemoths, I guess. Dwarves just don't need buffs. They were good before. They didn't yeah, need them. They were good enough. It's okay. Like It's easy to say that, right? But you buffing units that weren't on the table. I say nerf steel behemoths in... I can't say the word. <laughs> behemoths uh, in jest because they, they did have a place before. You're right. It was in the figure case. <laughs> and <laughs> on the you, didn't, you didn't see them. <laughs> Ever and there was still so it's okay to buff the units in the good armies that aren't being used. 
that's that's fine, I think, because you make it a bit more versatile. But you're absolutely right that if they were going to buff someone, it shouldn't didn't need to be dwarves. Mm. I, I've said it a bunch of times. Stop fiddling with the rules and just change the points. That's the balancing. If people aren't taking a certain thing, it's because it's too expensive or it hasn't got a place. If you make it cheap enough, people will start taking it. Yep. Uh, Malifaux did that recently and I loved it. Mm. Really small. Yeah. And you know what? It's like a one-page document. This one's plus one. This one's minus one. This one's plus one. Or in the case of uh, Kings of War, this one's 20 points more. This one's five points mm. more, whatever. And it's such a quick little change and it just... You suddenly like looking at your list and you're like, oh, it's just can be so many different options. I mean, strictly speaking, it hasn't, but it's the way it feels as a list writer. Mm. So just change points in the future. It's just easier and it stops units becoming overpowered. All right. We're almost to the end. The TO, Matt Kroger. Oh, Why go. is Selick so ridiculously good looking? And Jeff Olin asks on Facebook as well, will he take out the sexiest general this year in Convict? Oh, wow. is he going? Yeah, he's got to represent us. Yeah. So that's, that's I would say question. Maybelline is his uh, reason why he's so good looking. He wasn't <laughs> born with it, definitely not. <laughs> no, he, he has to get a lot of work done, but it was worth it. I mean, just look at him. Hmm. You're going to have to ask him. He's not on the cast to uh, explain, so we'll just have to leave that a mystery. Yeah, he's having a break at the moment to get his eyebrows done, but he'll come back stronger than <laughs> that's ever. That's his secret. <laughs> Matt, also on Facebook... He's heard that we're all big fans of the corkscrew and charges that are almost corner to corner. Uh, is this true? We should discuss it. Matt Crow, how long have you got to listen? <laughs> well, I don't want to be here all night. <laughs> so what you heard is incorrect. We are not fa- big fans of the corkscrew slash charges, which are dumb and just make no sense. If it's five mil contact, it's still a corner. <laughs> Yeah, that's a struggle for me too. I I have a lot of difficulties with some of the super janky charges, especially with either nimble units. Although I I kind of don't mind the nimble units sometimes because they're nimble, right? So you're like, oh, it's nimble. yeah, the Swiss nimble, nimble's fine. But, but when the characters do it, because you know you've plonked a unit directly in their way, and then they like zigzag all the way around it, circumnavigate it to charge something behind or something, that always gets my goat a bit. Mm. If you're a flyer, you yeah. fly over, fine, that's fine. You fly, that's cool. Yeah, but when you do the Janky, Barack, you know, Barack Obama always does stuff like that. And so, yeah, yeah he's the, just... Yeah, fast individuals do that. Yeah, hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and corner to corner charges are dumb. I understand how the rule works, Matt. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's there doesn't mean it's right and you shouldn't do it. Corkscrews should be kept for opening wines. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and like really high level Kama Sutra shit. I mean, I'm all for flank charges. Sneaky flank charges are great. But when there's clearly like a two millimeter contact point from your front and my flank, that's just dumb. You could have bumped the table and go, oh, I'm going to get you in the flank. <laughs> no, it's dumb. <laughs> I think the number of people that were subscribed to our podcast just disappeared. The numbers have gone down. Quite you think your previous listenership was full of corkscrew lovers? Yeah, yeah I think most people like it. <laughs> I don't get it. They like feeling powerful it's, with it, janky rules. It's an, unavoidable, <laughs> it's an unavoidable problem with the square game, though, isn't it? When you're playing with a bunch of yeah. squares, yeah. every now and again, you're going to get some strange intersections. It's a difficult problem to solve, and it is a problem, but I don't know if we're going to get there in third edition, mm. but we can, we can hope. It's a problem with the people, not with the squares. Just don't corkscrew people. Yeah, don't that's do it. it. <laughs> Right, that'll do. That's all the questions that we have time for tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us, Hugh, filling the gap that is Selic. 
And Swoon, thanks for still doing what you're here to do. <laughs> what you're con- contractually obliged you're to welcome, do. You're welcome, Benson. And I hope you, my good friend, look forward to editing out all the sounds my annoying dog made in the background while mm. you were. So you're welcome. It's great fun. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we hear more of your voice, Hugh? Not on future podcasts, maybe? <laughs> Never again. On this podcast, I'm sorry, I've been banned. <laughs> All I was was a discursive dog squeaking pain in the ass. But uh, you can hear me uh, on The Red Jokers. It's a Malifaux podcast released monthly, which is, uh, as you can probably tell from today, uh, just a bunch of bollocks, really. <laughs> <laughs> you have some content. The music's sometimes good. The music's always good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sometimes. But yeah, yeah we, we do have some content, um, but uh, unlike this podcast, uh, we don't tend to get to the point quite as quickly. So if you enjoy a bit of banter as well, uh, even if you're not really a Malifaux fan, then you should probably uh, check it out. Mm, it's a good <laughs> listen to work. Uh, all right, that'll do us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back soon-ish, I hope. Um, there's a lot of things going on. There's moving of houses and people getting married and whatnot, but we'll try our best. I think we'll aim for a... In- Another army review. We're probably well overdue for that. And I feel like doing an army review. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Corkscrew behemoth. Yeah, direct misfire blowing up the game Talking many war games is our aim Rule books to advice, we cover it all With the best tactics, we never fall Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix Math hammer doesn't work, it's a trick Follow along, stay up to date Comment, like, subscribe today Come check us out on Facebook and Twitter At Direct Misfire If you want to shoot us an email Directmisfire at gmail.com We, we really do just talk crap.